OK. All right, so we are recording now. So welcome to another episode of High Resolution Life. So I have two guests here today. We are going to talk about our experience with the March for Israel last Tuesday. Can't believe it's been a week already. And here I have Josh is here with us today. And I also have Aaron who is here and we were all attendees at the March for Israel. Um, so you guys can take a second to introduce yourselves. So everybody, people who listen to the podcast already have a pretty good introduction of who I am, me and all my craziness. But let's give them a chance to get to know you better. So uh, Josh, how about you introduce yourself? Yeah, well, thank you so much for having me on. Uh, my name is Josh Roltenberg. Uh, I am a national correspondent that lives in Washington, D.C., so I did not have to travel far uh, for this rally, uh, just a couple of minutes for me. Um, I've been in Washington for a little more than a year. Uh, basically, have been over the past couple of years getting to better know my Jewish roots and my Jewish uh, tradition and family, what have you. And um, it was a tremendous experience, and I'm happy to talk more about it. Awesome. Thank you. And Aaron, how about you introduce yourself? And I'm Aaron Berthold. I am a teacher in New Jersey uh, who also teaches at public schools and, and two synagogues. Uh, and I, it was actually my birthday on Tuesday, and I thought no better movement than to go support my family and my friends by showing up. Perfect. Yeah, that uh, that is perfect because, yeah, um, I can't think of a better way than to celebrate your birthday with community. So yeah, yeah, wonderful. Yeah, I came in from Altoona, so um, there weren't, there was not a group that was near me in central Pennsylvania. It was funny when I was there, I ran into someone who was from Alabama and he's like, central Pennsylvania is like, there's Jews in central Pennsylvania. I said, yeah, and we're not many, but we're here. <laughs> so that cracked me up. Um, so I had to drive and I, my friend came with me, uh, my best friend, and she grew up outside of Washington, DC. So I don't mean to be someone who's overly cautionary. And if you see a cat, it's mine. She likes to be involved in everything, just in case. There's no earthquake here, but my cat just has no boundaries. <laughs> um, so we drove in. Oh, I woke up at 3.30 in the morning, way before my alarm. Uh, and we drove in and we took the metro in from McLean. Um, so it was a little bit of an extra hike for us, but I felt it was really meaningful and important to be with community at this time, um, because the conflict in and of itself is horrifying and really difficult to see from afar, but some of the reactions in our own backyard kind of concerned me. Thankfully, the community in Altoona, Pennsylvania has been super supportive. Like they were sending flowers to our local temple and, you know, outreaching a lot, showing a lot of support. So that was really uh, great. But my heart went out to see those who there was a lot of explosive reactions on college campuses to what's happening abroad. So for me, I felt there's nothing more healing than being together in community and especially the broader community, people that came in from California, Canada. I saw some people from Colorado, Texas. Um, so when I got there, that just reminded me of how important it was. And also it was a lot of fun doing that Jewish geography because I felt like I felt like the uh, scene from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia in the mailroom. I'm like here and we're connected here and here we know here. <laughs> <laughs> it was hilarious like doing that. Uh, what was that? Pepe <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> so um, Josh, what was uh, so that was my reason. I felt like it's really important to be literally be together. And, and sharing that energy, you know, uh, is super important, especially in our faith background of being literally physically together. Um, you know, it's not COVID anymore. A minion doesn't count if we're all on Zoom. <laughs> sure. So, uh, Josh, what was your reason and what was your motivation? Like, why was it important to you uh, to be part of community on that day? You know, that's an interesting question because I can tell you if I was not part of the march itself, my job probably would have been to be there anyway, but in a professional capacity. Mm -hmm. And I typically work like most Americans Monday through Friday. And, uh, and I saw that day coming uh, probably a week prior. Mm -hmm. uh, but, but knowing that I had some friends that were coming in and also just kind of recognizing the moment that we're in, and, and hopefully we don't find ourselves in too many of these moments moving forward. Mm -hmm. uh, I really felt like it was important to not cover this professionally and just be part of the Jewish community. Uh, and so that was a decision, thankfully, that uh, my time off was granted for the day. And uh, it was really special just to be there. 
uh, amongst a group of people that were uh, so loving uh, because the past month and a half has had its challenges, obviously, uh, not current news that's going on, but also just the polarizing reaction. And I think it's been somewhat shocking for the Jewish people that it's been such a polarizing reaction. And so just to find yourself amongst a group of people, and I say a group of people, I mean 290,000 people, that was shocking. Right. Uh, but all on the same page and, and all loving and, and there was no divisiveness. Uh, and it, that, I think, was the most special thing. So it was really important for me to be part of that crowd in a personal capacity. And I'm really glad that I did. Yeah, awesome. And how about you, Aaron? What were your motivations or, you know, what what was the thing that drove you? Because, like, how far you had to go pretty decent amount, like upwards of three or four hours yourself, right? Kind of the same? Closer five to six. Oh! Oh, you win. (laughs) (laughs) You win, Aaron. (laughs) Closer to five to six hours. um, Whoa! Partially because of traffic. Uh, Oh, yeah. And so what, what... what uh, was that push that really made you? Was it sort of the same as Josh and I, or were there other other things you could add as well? Uh, it, it was needing to, to be with the community at that point in time. And yep. in addition to uh, the rally was about things that I agree with. It, yeah. it was it was about bringing people home who were help, being held hostage. It was about all of those things. And for me, that's a really important cause to be there and show up for. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe that actions speak louder than words and by being there that was my action to be there to wit- be a witness mm-hmm. and, and and be there to observe and, and hold all of that because that's a, a very important Jewish uh, brain fart on the word like a concept yeah. or yeah. like a yeah, yeah. Like being there and bearing witness is very very important yes Yes. So that that was one of the things for me was like, as a Jew, I need to be there. This is something that's calling to my heart and I need to I need to do this. Yeah. Yeah. Like I see a lot of um, people are also within this dialogue. It's I think it's an interesting learning opportunity for a lot of people because they're asking these questions of, well, why is such a large portion of Nobel Prize winners in the Jewish community? Like, why are so many Jewish people so inspired to go and do things and go do good out in the world. A lot of it is tikkun, tikkun alam, and then a lot of it is also most of our theology is just summed up in listen and go do good things in the world. <laughs> not because, you know, you're going to go get to heaven from it or anything of that nature. But anyway, not to get preachy and I'm not a rabbi, so I'm going to stay over in my lane here. But yeah, that's the sentiment too. It's like, yeah, sure, you say it, but what are you, what are your actions lining up with what you say? Um, so uh, I arrived at about a little uh, after 10 a.m. Um, so when I first got there, it just sort of felt like there was a bit of a, uh, I don't know, the air felt like there there was an energy there that was just waiting to be uh, filled in and like, and the energy was changing as there was more groups of people coming in shortly after 10 a.m. Um, and it was funny whenever I was getting to the, uh, we were trying to find a place to go where the screen was at so we could see the screen and sort of still stay in touch with what was going on closer towards the Capitol building and further down um, the National Mall, which is where the event was held if anyone's listening that didn't really have any awareness of this event. Um, so we were at the National Mall and you could see the Capitol building and then you could also see the Washington Monument. And the weather was perfect, was it not? It was great. Like, oh, it was it was amazing. Um, so when I first arrived, there was just sort of uh, just feeling the atmosphere um, and I didn't really witness anything that was like hostile, any counter protests. I didn't see anything of that nature. So the energy was just really there was a somberness, but there was also a little bit of this sort of humble joy at so much community together. Um, so uh, I would say that that was how I would describe that feeling to someone uh, that it was just a lot of spiritual I don't want to say perfection because that seems like too much but there was so much healing and so much positivity in that um how would you describe the atmosphere like at the beginning of the event throughout like how would you describe that to someone who didn't get the emotional impact of the event uh, maybe start with you Josh well I think prior to the event uh, a, a number of people obviously were very concerned about yeah, oh yeah what- what exactly they were going to be walking into uh, for different reasons. I think first and foremost, unfortunately in America, 
anytime a large group of people gets together, there's always some sort of heightened concern about something happening. Oh, yeah. And then also, just for the Jewish people, because there has been so much targeted hate, uh, you know, you can dumb it down to as far as the last month and a half. But obviously, over the course of our long history, uh, there's been different types of hate. But uh, I think there were definitely concerns. I tried to voice that to some people uh, that were knowing that I was going or some people that were coming. I tried to put their mind at ease a little bit to say when the federal government takes security very seriously and they do a lot of planning and it actually happens in their city, in their district, the federal resources don't have to be deployed anywhere. They're there. Yes. And so they made this a level one event. And just from a security standpoint, it was great. From going in, I really didn't know what to expect because I knew that there was going to be a stage and it was going to look as if it was this concert. Uh, and I wasn't yeah. sure if it was going to be overly joyful. I wasn't sure if it was going to be more of like a morning type atmosphere. Yeah, I didn't know either. I had no idea. The only thing I knew... A bunch of Jewish people were coming from all over the world. Uh, and for those that have really been going through it over the past month and a half, I think that had a very uh, cathartic and therapeutic uh, feeling that, you know, you didn't have to necessarily feel alone because you weren't alone. Yep. Uh, so I can just tell you, I, I did show up similar to around the time you did. Uh, and again, I had no idea what I was walking into, but very yeah. quickly I saw that there was a lot of love in the air. There were a lot of smiles, despite the fact of what the current situation was presenting. Uh, and then very quickly, when you started to mingle, you started to talk with different people, they were just very happy to have conversations with you because it yep. felt like so many of us maybe were holding so much in over the last month and a half. And it was just very good to see a similar face, a loving face, uh, and yes. really I'm with somebody going in. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, it was, cause I, I don't know. I don't know if you guys, how you feel. Cause I have a lot of friends who are not Jewish, not part of the Jewish community. And I often wondered like, Oh, am I being annoying? Is it, Oh, she's going off about the whole thing again. And like, I'm like, Oh no, am I that annoying friend? But you know, being among community, like you said, I'm like, oh, okay, you get it. Yeah, you get it. Like, okay, I don't have to be like giving the whole backstory and then explaining. Um, but Aaron, uh, what were you feeling? Did you also have concerns going into the event? Um, did you also not quite know what to expect? Because uh, I, I forgot to mention, I didn't quite know what we were expecting either. I had an idea, but how did that work for you, Aaron? Uh, so I got there actually like two hours after you guys. I got there around 1230 because long bus ride plus a metro in. Uh, yep yep we we parked way out there and and we were part of the large bus lot uh, oh that's right yeah yep so we bust we we bust in parked there and then because came in with jewish federation buses nice uh, so i got there around 12 30 and by that point a lot of the interior section of the mall had already been filled in mm -hmm. So our group decided to go off to the side, outside the mm -hmm. barriers, and walk up further uh, yeah. to join further up. Mm -hmm. And, uh, um, yes, there was already a lot of energy that was filling. So you came in at a different point. So I guess, yeah, Josh and I would have had a little bit more of a, okay, what's going on here? What's happening? So what was that energy after it had already filled the air? What was the feel or what was the general consensus that you were getting hit with as you entered? Um. There was still a lot of energy. It wasn't necessarily as much nervous energy at that point, I feel yeah. like, um, because most of the community was already there. We were, yes. we were already surrounding each other. Yep. Uh, the amount of police presence and everything else, we knew we were safe. Oh, yeah. Uh, like, the, 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 like, I didn't know what kind of security we were going to have going in, I, like any of that. So we knew we were safe, and we felt yeah. safe walking up. To, to where we ended up. And I ended up being about 20 yards from you, which was like, yeah. Was yeah. <laughs> um, and, they, and there was like, no, I didn't have any cell phone access. I don't know if that was just my carrier, but it was all completely gone. So I wouldn't have been able to check in with you anyway. <laughs> uh, same. I was trying to reach Josh, actually. We were supposed to meet up and yep. could not because no cell phone service for, for hours. It was, yeah, that was tricky. But for me, uh, um, I, we're all around in the same age range. 
I know I'm getting old because I was like, oh, thank God, nobody can call me. <laughs> <laughs> nobody can text me. I was like, oh, I could just be in the moment. What is that meme they always have uh, with like medieval people fighting? And they're like, ah, oh, just living in the moment. <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah. for, but for me, I was a little bit antsy before I went in because we took the Metro in from McLean and I was wearing, um, I don't know if you guys saw the sweatshirt that Perio Ashen brand was selling for fundraising. It says I'm Israel High with a peace dove on it. Yeah. So I wore that. I'm like, well, there's no better place to to wear that. You know, we got to you know, show our Jewish pride, show our support and the devotion. I really love how she has the dove on that to show the devotion towards peace and not towards, you know, just endless conflict. Like we really want to find a solution to bring more peace, which is what I love about the sweatshirt. And I sat on the Metro and I sat across from someone and the Am Israel Chai obviously is written in Hebrew script. And I sat across from a woman and she was wearing a mask and she looked at me. She said, what does your shirt say in English? I'm like, whoa, simmer down there, lady. I didn't even have any coffee yet. You got to come in hot a little bit. <laughs> I didn't even know her. And I said, well, this says Am Israel Chai. And she said, yeah, in English. I'm like, Ooh, okay. Woke up on the spicy side of the bed today. I said, it means the nation of Israel lives. She didn't even say anything. Didn't even say thank you. Just looked down at her phone. I was like, oh no, I hope this is not a preview. This was in the Metro coming in from McLean. I'm like, oh, I hope this is not a preview. And then it got a little bit worse, but it was a peaceful worse, if that makes sense. So I've been studying more biblical Hebrew because it, I'm really passionate about working on translation and working close with my rabbi about digging deep into Torah and really getting into as much as we can ascertain the true meanings of what we study in Torah. And I didn't want to waste my phone battery. So it's not unusual for me to take out my flashcards and study biblical Hebrew. I took it out and I was still sitting across from that same lady. My best friend observed this. This lady looked at my cards, looked at my face, looked down, made a yuck face, got up, went to a different seat, and got off earlier than the stop she needed to because she worked at the African American Cultural Museum. Wow. So uh, my friend, she said, Annette, did you just see that? I was like, I thought she just needed to get off on her stop. And she said, oh, no. She was like, you got judged. <laughs> so it's like, uh, but that was really the only negative thing that I had encountered. I didn't run into anyone that was combative. I didn't see any counter protests. I know there were some videos that people put up. Um, and uh, so that was the only ne negative thing. It was still oddly positive, even though it was negative. She just like left. So I'm like, cool. If you don't like someone, just, you know, just take your energy away. That's fine. <laughs> um, but uh, Josh or Aaron, did you encounter anything negative uh, in your time getting there or anything while you were there? Was there any sort of negative or counter energy? Not that any I experienced, uh, thank goodness. Um, you know, I was definitely concerned. Uh, again, you just never know. I think the yeah. one positive that, again, I can speak to because I live in Washington uh, and for my job, I'm constantly around lawmakers or the president, is I can see what real security looks like. Yeah. Uh, I am surrounded by the highest levels of security all the time, fortunately. Uh, yeah. So I knew, again, that because this was in Washington and because of the stakes that were at play, uh, I knew that this was likely to go off without a hitch. And thank goodness that it did uh, go off without a hitch. I did witness on the left side, if you, well, I guess if you're looking at the stage mm -hmm. to the left on the outside, there were uh, a good amount of counter protesters uh and it was mm -hmm. expected i didn't think oh yeah zero uh but for the most part kudos to law enforcement uh just for making sure that everyone whether you were a protester or whether you were somebody that was marching um that everybody felt safe yes right to a first amendment in this country so you have the right to say what you want to say as long as you're not causing harm to somebody else and so I'm glad that everybody was able to say what they wanted to say. Yes. So be in the crowd and feel safe at the same time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Some of my friends were trying to talk me out of going and I'm like, no, I've talked with some people who are familiar with how security in DC is. You know, this is if I'm going to go to anything with a large amount of the Jewish community, this is the safest thing I could be going to with such a. 100%. Um, yeah, high stakes. So I, I checked with my peeps and my some of my friends that don't really go to these kinds of events. They're like, Annette, don't go. I'm worried you're not going to come back. I'm like, guys, have a glass of wine in my name. You'll be it's going to be fine. 
<laughs> how about you, Erin? Um, how did you have an experience with anything that was on the negative side or counter to what we were coming together for? So I think there was a blessing in coming from the metro station that I came from in that the entire cart was filled with Jews. <laughs> uh, and every single car was filled with Jews by that point because it was approaching when the, the rally was going to start. So we were yeah. all getting off of these buses and going into this one metro station uh, and just completely filling the cars. Nice. Which leaves little to no space for people <laughs> like... As far as, like, percentage, if there was somebody that hated Jews on that train, I would not have known because there were so many people in that train. That would have uh, been a fun train ride for them. <laughs> yeah, the, the amount, like, it was, it was, no, not even standing room. It was, it was packed. Yeah, because, um, yeah, I remember, like, I had enough room. I was able to, like, spread my arms out where we were, and then it slowly got smaller and smaller and smaller. I'm like, well, and I mean, I'm a claustrophobic person, so, I, but I didn't feel like, ew, you're in my space, don't touch me. It was, I didn't feel that way, even though I'm an introvert and I like my space. I don't know how you guys felt, but it just felt really cool yeah. to me. Yeah, so. Yeah, that's good. It, so you did, oh, go ahead. Yeah, it was definitely packed. Uh, yeah. As one, of, as one of the first couple people in, I was in the very front, very close to the stage. Uh, and at first I was with a friend of ours, Aaron and ours, um, and we weren't sure how close we wanted to be because we yeah. thought of exit and what that would be like. And if you're at the very front, you'd be the last to leave. But mm -hmm. then very quickly we started to notice the programming and sort of the pre-show and we were like, oh, we, we want to be very close here. Yeah. So yes, I mean, you were standing so close. I, I know for four hours or so my my legs were just like on fire uh, yeah. move at all. But I'm like, Hey, nope. you know what, what am I complaining about here when put into the true context of why we're all there? Exactly. Exactly. When all this had been put together so quickly and the details were all still developing, I wasn't even sure who was going to be there. So speaking of the stage, so you were closer up right towards the stage then, correct? Yes. Okay. And then Aaron, you were like 20 yards behind me. And then I was behind that first screen. Yep, I was like diagonally behind you because I was we ah. were outside the barricades. Yeah. Uh, closer to that library area. Okay, yep. So I was a little bit further ahead. I wasn't inside the barricaded area where you had to have the blue wristband. Um, so okay. I wasn't quite in that. I was a little bit behind where the tents were. So that's interesting. We're all like one thirds divided of where what our experience was. This works out really cool. <laughs> yeah, I, I was fortunate uh, because I've interviewed some Jewish organizations here in D.C. that they uh, they were nice enough to give me a blue wristband. That's the only reason I was that close. No, and I think that's really good. Um, well, there was also a bit of a rumor going around online that people were paid to be there. But I do know that there were um, younger Where's Jews who were, what? I didn't get my check. I didn't get mine either. either. Come on, we need to write somebody. Where's my check? <laughs> I, 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 had, I had my friend buy me like a, uh, some Starbucks egg, like egg, egg bites for, for my birthday dinner while we were driving back. That's the only thing I got out of it. <laughs> Where I don't know where people even picked up that rumor. I know there had been a lot of support provided for the university students, but I'm sure all three of us are university educated, right? We all have degrees. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I went and I did stuff in college and I got paid and I got support from people who were kind enough to support young students to give them opportunities. Sure. I I'm getting a little fired up. I don't know how that's any different. And especially with a lot of the things that university students have been going through at this moment, I think it's even more important for them to have that community. So I think you would have been closer in the midst of that energy, Josh. What was that like with the, you know, younger generation of Jews going through this and how they were feeling through all this? What was your experience up front? You know what? It's, it was really interesting, not just even in that day, but just throughout this whole time. It's been interesting to watch the younger generation go through this. Yeah. Uh, you know, I guess fortunately for their generation, they have not had to go through um, something so catastrophic like this. I mean, I say that with uh, the utmost sincerity, obviously there are things that continue to happen in the world, but not just a moment in time where you're literally just stopped in your tracks. Uh, and I think I can speak for all of us uh, who are, I think around the same age that, you know, we all did go through that uh, in our teen years when 9-11 happened. Uh, we all knew exactly where we were. The world stopped that day and 
for subsequent days afterwards. And, and it's a trauma bond that we will forever share. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, the, the younger generation, you know, they've had to go through some different events with some mass casualty events that have obviously happened. Um, but on this scale where the entire world is paying attention, I don't know that they had to go through that. So to watch them just leading up to this event, it's been very interesting to see their response. But then to see them in person, again, you didn't really know what you were walking into if this was going to be some sort of, uh, it, it was it was designated a march and we didn't mm-hmm. really march anywhere. So, <laughs> you know, I didn't know, was this going to be a protest? Was this going to be a rally? Uh, you really just didn't know the atmosphere. So to see the young people with so much positive energy uh, Mm -hmm. was very enlightening to see and very relaxing at the same time uh, because, you know, they say the youth is wasted on the young. And so you never really know how they're going to respond. And I'm very glad that they went the direction that they did uh, as far as being very joyful and bringing a lot of positive energy to the situation. So really great for them to see them get everything out of it and be positive at the same time. Yeah, that was really nice to see, like, uh, what I was seeing from what they were telecasting. um, And Aaron and I had that experience of being a little further away, but that energy still really carried back to the rest of us. So, yeah, Aaron, how do you feel like that sort of echoed back or sort of waved back out to us? Like, I felt that 100 percent. How did you feel? I did, too. Uh, It was it was one of those things. I think it wasn't just the front of the crowd and the the younger kids that were up there, uh, but it was spread through the entire pretty much I, I feel like everybody at the march oh yeah had contributing energy to that and and you could just feel it around you you could feel the solidarity you could feel the joy you could feel the happiness you could also feel the sadness and and everything else that, that support we through that day yeah exactly well you actually um this is a little bit after the rally but you also had a joyful experience if you don't mind me bringing that up if you don't mind sharing that moment of joy that you had so i carried a sign that said it's my birthday and all i want is to bring them home uh, so walking back with that, we're getting ready to go back on the, the Metro to go back to the buses and we were pausing to try and make sure we have everybody from our group there, you know, counting heads and this young group of men from a, a yeshiva came over and started singing happy birthday to me, just randomly out of the blue, <laughs> <laughs> got, got surrounded and sung happy birthday to, and then everybody else in the crowd also joined in. Oh, that's, yeah, that's, that's going to be one of those core memories, kind of like from, uh, what is that, that, that movie about the emotions? Oh my gosh, my niece has been... Inside Out. Inside Out! It's like, that's like a, one of those core memories from Inside Out. <laughs> it was, uh, it was, it was comical. We've got video of it. Uh, yeah. and it was, I, I smiled for the first time in a while. Oh, yeah, that is awesome. Um, so like, uh, this is a good segue to go into those core memories. There was a lot of that joy that was uh, really fun to be able to, if there's an opposite of trauma bond, maybe joyful bond, we need to come up sure. with that. Let's sure. <laughs> let's do an opposite of that. But something that was really poignant for me, and I still get goosebumps, and I had posted this on my Instagram and my social media, was um, when everyone had come together and sang Achenu, and also Hatikva, but it was more Achenu. And uh, the way that it sort of reverberated through the crowd, we didn't even hear the stage singers anymore because it was really delayed. Uh, the echo would come back. So it was our own individual crowd singing Achenu. And oh, I still get goosebumps when I think of it and how the singing all swelled together, upwards of 290,000 people. Maybe not everybody was singing, but we carried a lot of people through. So for me, that is a memory, just that crying out, Achenu Kol Beit Yisrael, we cry out in support for our brothers and our sisters going through this turmoil and this trial and, and their pain and their and their grief. Um, but that, that sadness felt so supported at the same time. And it, uh, as you had mentioned, Josh, there were so many Jews of different backgrounds and practices. There were Orthodox Jews near me. There were members of Chabad. There were people like me. It was so funny. I was around like the older guys. It was great. I had the commentary. Old Jewish guy commentary was great. Each politician and each person that would come up, what's this pastor doing up here? All of a sudden he cares about the Jews. Uh, And you know what? It was just great hearing all the different, like, you know, 290,000 different opinions from people. I had to stop from laughing sometimes. Like, what's what's he doing here? Oh yeah, this guy's pretty good. I loved hearing that. Um, but what is, so those were some of the big memories I'm taking is that support and that supportive uh, group. We were able to feel that grief and that collective joy and that hope really 
you know, that we're going to move forward in a good direction because we always do in the community. Um, Josh, what's kind of like a core memory or something that really stuck with you throughout the experience that's really poignant? Well, I, I would say there was more of a, an individual core memory and then just a group core memory. Uh, I think individually, so one of our friends, Aaron and I, uh, and for context, Aaron and I met a couple of years ago randomly uh, on a <laughs> birthright. Uh, nice. We were some of the older heads to go on birthright. So uh, we went with an, an older group. Uh, and I say older, like not really like we're 70, but it was 27, <laughs> 32 year olds at the time. Um, but one of the really cool things about this march was that uh, one of our group leaders of birthright came all the way from Los Angeles to Washington, D.C., and uh, we made arrangements basically for the two of us to be together all day long. Uh, and so to be there with her, uh, her name was Tori, and to, to watch her, she's studying to be a rabbi. A rabbi. Um, and so to kind of see some of the events happening through her eyes mm -hmm. was really great to see uh, because uh, I, I'm, I can admit I'm not the most religious person. And, and obviously having somebody there that is trying to become, you know, this omnipotent figure uh, within the Jewish community, it was really cool to see her experience. So mm -hmm. to witness that with her just on an individual basis was really great. Uh, as far as the group experience and the crowd experience is concerned, there were a couple of moments that really stuck out to me. Um, you know, look, every time there were these impromptu actions that happened within the crowd, uh, whether you were talking about the hostage situation and everybody had like these flyers and all of a sudden they would just go up yeah. um, as it was happening. That was really powerful. And then you'd have these impromptu chants of bring them home, bring them home. Uh, that was something that really hit me uh, in the moment because, you know, you're thinking it in your head, but then all of a sudden you have thousands of people that are also chanting it as well really just an emotional time to hear that. Uh, and then I think the most obvious for me, uh, outside of the, the singing and, and the performances were really great, uh, but it was to see these families that traveled here, these, these families uh, that unfortunately, I mean, look, as Jewish people, we're all hurting right now, but I can't even begin to imagine what it would be like to actually have family right now that are that have not been home for a month and a half or almost closer to two months now. And um, to see them pour their hearts out and to see them ask for just something to hold on to right now and to share their experience was really powerful to see. So kudos to them for showing up. Kudos to the crowd for showing the proper empathy that was needed in that moment. Uh, and I felt like when I was hearing them and then seeing the response, that's really where you felt the most bonded to everybody there. Yeah, that was a very powerful moment for me um, when the family spoke. And I, I'm not someone who likes to cry in front of people. I don't like that because I'm like, eh, I'm trying to get attention. But I cried. Uh, my friend got to see me ugly cry because the amount of people around me that were that were brought to tears as well, just feeling that shared empathy and that energy. I heard I heard women crying, I heard children, I heard men crying, um, which in the United States, not really a big thing that men tend to do. So, but that, you know, um, that was so impactful for me uh, to hear from the three, fam not just collective three, but the collective three groups of family members that were there. Um, and that was really a core part of also why we were doing the rally. Uh, like you said, it wasn't as much of a march, but we're still using it that way. Cause I mean, what we had to get there anyway, so it works. And but I thought I'd just add one other thing. Sorry to sure. cut you off. No, I don't care. Go for it. You know, look uh, again, going back to what I do professionally, my job is to cover the lawmakers and the president of this country mm -hmm. and to see a bipartisan, group of lawmakers also yes. on the stage was really interesting to see because look I can tell you without getting into the here uh it does not happen often shocker no. world I know like you think we always get along um but it does not happen and to see the leaders of both of the major political parties in this country coming together uh when we know we don't we don't have to be ignorant to the fact that that not that is not the entire sentiment uh, on Capitol Hill, but the fact that the major leaders were there 
to assure the Jewish people that you're not alone. And we are going to do everything within our power because they do have real power to support Israel in this time of need, to give the aid to those in the Middle East right now that do need it, that are suffering. It was really great to see that. So uh, I know that I'm not typically allowed to have any sort of judgment on that situation because professionally my job is to just tell you what's happening. But to take a step back as a human being and an American and a Jewish person in that moment, it was really great to see that as well. Yeah, exactly. That too. That's that's why I got that that different commentary from the guys behind me. Oh, this guy. Oh, that one. And it was so much fun to hear that because there were there were men that were more like on the conservative side and there were men that were more on the liberal side that I had to stop from giggling because, you know, we were a little bit more in a somber supportive. But I sometimes I just break down and be like, you just said that. It was, right. like the two, it was like the two guys from the Muppets that would be heckling from the audience. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, don't laugh, don't laugh. But I, I broke down sometimes. <laughs> but I agree with you on that. It was great to see that that bipartisan, aside from the peanut gallery sort of being like, oh, what do they care now for? Like, guys, guys. <laughs> but I had to join in sometimes when they were saying about that. But uh, Aaron, uh, I like that idea of like the individual and collective core memory. Um, what were some of those uh, experiences for you that are really going to stick with you from the march? Um, so one of the things I don't want to tag onto the bipartisan, we had Jews there of every aspect of life, every oh, country, yeah. location, and it is very hard to get Jews to agree on anything. You know, the, the old saying, two Jews, 10 opinions, opinions. <laughs> uh, and the, the sheer fact that there were 200 and about 290,000 Jews there <laughs> all agreeing that we needed to be there and stand up to bring hostages home and, and, and support family and, and people uh, is, is I, I don't know if I'll ever see it again. I know I was like, uh, and Tori has really been, um, you know, supportive to all of us as well. And, you know, yeah. wonderful. She's such a blessing. Um, and, you know, she's created a support group for us to be able to communicate and have nuanced conversation about it. Um, uh, oh gosh, where was I going with that? She had said something. Uh, I she put up a post of quotes from people who were there on her social media, and yeah. uh, she I had left a comment. I said, "Can we? When can we do it again? Like, how are we ever going to get to see a phenomena like that again among among Jews?" For a good reason. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's do it for a good reason. Exactly. A good. Exactly. So. Um, but uh, so, yeah, Aaron, um, I know the birthday, you know, being sung happy birthday uh, would have been a fun core memory. But what are some other memories that you feel you carry with you throughout that day in history? I, I think the, the large group memory of, of besides the sheer numbers, but the singing was something that was that that hit me mm -hmm. really heavily. Um, the family members speaking hit me very heavily. I cried. Yep. I'm, I'm not afraid to say it. Not ashamed to say it. I cried. Yeah. Uh, and I hilariously also had the, the Waldorf and Stanler. Uh, those are the two. I believe that's two names of the two Muppets. I couldn't remember. Thank you. I was like, somebody help me. I can't. <laughs> yeah, you had those moments, too. Yeah, had those moments, too. And uh, it was it was one of those mo those times where I was like, yep, this is this is right. Yeah. Exactly. Um, Aaron, I think I'm not sure if your camera froze. I'm not sure if you're seeing the same thing, Josh. I am uh, currently working on my battery went down, so it shut the camera off. Oh, no. Okay. I just wanted to let you know. Better? And we could st yes. Yes. You're good. Nice. Yeah. Um, now, there were some things. There was a little bit. I don't know if you guys observed this. There was a little bit of crowd self-correction, I noticed. I know you would notice yes. it too, Aaron. Um, I'm not sure if you experienced it that much, Josh. Did you hear any sort of um, crowd self-correction? You might know what I mean by that, like certain... Uh, I'll explain this and you can piggyback off of this, Josh, but there were some factions of the crowd that were saying some chants that were a little bit not in line of what we, at least the broader crowd felt was in in uh, line with what the purpose of the rally was. Some people were getting fired up and of course this is all very emotional and a lot of tension. Some people were starting some chants that were more geared towards wanting to encourage violence, not at that event but leading towards more military involvement and doing a little bit more decisive action. 
Um, but the crowd all self-corrected, at least in my experience where I was at, because it was something to the effect of um, it used the word bomb and I can't quite remember exactly, but it was bomb them out or something of that effect. And, and it was a group that we weren't involved. Like the, my crowd that was around me were like, no, 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 we're like, no, 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 no. And people were trying to piggyback off of the no ceasefire, but people all kind of stopped and we're like, oh, no, 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 we don't, this isn't really what this rally is for. And I heard people around me going, no, 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 no. Like some, they were trying to start a little bit more closer to a violent but it wasn't a violent cry out. It was more encouraging military action. It was interesting to see the crowd self-correct and go, no, 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 no. And we all went, no, 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 no. That's not what we're <laughs> looking for here. So Josh, Aaron, I don't know if you saw anything like that. But other than that, there was nothing that was like combative, arguing amongst each other. There wasn't anything of that nature. We all went, this is not, no. <laughs> well, I think for those that weren't sure just about what this this march was about, it was three main reasons why the march was held. It was yep. a march for Israel. It was a march for the hostages. And it yes. was a march against anti-Semitism. Exactly. So those three things, I think the consensus were definitely all in support of. I mean, we don't have to be naive about the fact that it's hard to get two people to agree about the same thing, let alone a hundred, a thousand, thousands of people. So the fact that you could have so many people supporting those three causes was a miracle in and of itself. So yep. that was really great to see. The one thing I did see when there were different speakers that were on the stage, uh, there were different messages that were resonating in different ways. So yes. again, I I already described when there was talk about the hostages, you'd see the signs go up, you'd see the chants go up. There were at times, the one thing that I did notice, uh, there was one speaker, and I don't have to name them, but there was one speaker that started to talk about not just the hostages, but also de-escalating the situation. Mm -hmm. And that is a polarizing topic, you know, and we don't have to get into the weeds about that, but the one yeah. thing that I did see was when that topic was brought up, there were definitely people in the crowd, and and there is definitely a sentiment as well when you're talking about uh, Israel's response to this entire thing and the United States' support. We don't have to get into that again, but exactly. there are definitely people that are not ready for that right now. They don't feel like mm -hmm. it, that portion of this entire situation is coming. Uh, and again, that is an opinion for everybody to have individually. Exactly. Yep. So I did. I definitely did notice that. Um, I, I think that I definitely heard the different chants uh, that perhaps the presenter and who was speaking did not want to spur, uh, but they definitely did happen. Uh, the only thing I would uh, maybe push back on a little bit is I don't, I don't know if that I want to use the term self-correct only yeah. because. Everybody's entitled to their opinion. Yeah. I think that one, one opinion is correct versus not correct. Again, why it's so great to have uh, us be Americans is because we have the freedom of speech. We have the right to say whatever yeah. stuff we want to say, whether it's whatever. Um, so I think it was great just from the standpoint of it did not turn violent. Yes. It did, it did not promote a large sense of violence. Because I also think at the same time that there are detractors of those that did not show up and perhaps were paying attention from afar as to what exactly was going to happen. And there are those that perhaps would have liked to have seen this event go off track. Yeah, that's yeah, I think that's what, more what I mean by self-correct, maybe just return the trajectory to the focus. Yeah. I think, yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because I thought about it. I'm like, is, was that really the right word? I'm, I'm actually glad you brought that up. <laughs> yeah, because look, there's a bunch of narratives out there. Social media certainly plays an aspect in this entire thing and painting certain pictures. And if you would have had that viral moment of something happening, that would have taken the attention off of the entire event and for all the good that was done to get these people here for a positive reason, that would have been lost in that one moment. I can tell you, I work in news. <laughs> you're looking for a split second reaction to commemorate something that's happening, positive or negative. Yeah. And definitely taken away, but I'm glad it didn't happen. Yes. And yeah. I, I heard those chants going up. I think they were right between us from yes. where we were. And 
I wouldn't have used self-correction, but I would have, I would have used like that small group of people were like publicly reprimanded. Like they, they knew the disapproval of what they were chanting. It was like a diversion like, maybe like, is more a good like word a, too. This is, this is not the time to chant that. This is not. Uh, yep. So it was more like a, how you teach young children not to do something because it hurts other people or right place, right time type situations. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And that was not, they, they, they knew right away from almost everyone around them that that was not the place and time for that. Yeah. The focus was different. Yeah. And providing well, it was more almost support. more so let's keep this peaceful. Yes. yes. Let's focus on those that are hurting right now. Yes, we don't exactly. necessarily focus on anything else because there's a large enough issue at play right now with just the amount of people that are hurting. Yep. So let's exactly. just keep focused there. I think that's yep. really what the sentiment was. And so if you had a fringe amount of people that were thinking other things, the masses were saying, no, this is, this is more about just that. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yes. So that's, yeah. that's more of the sense of what self-correcting was, but, but like you said, I don't want opinions to be swayed in one thing that one is correct and one is incorrect. Yeah. And I personally feel not being a citizen of Israel. Um, I don't feel it's right for me to have an overly vocal opinion on which direction things should go in that way. And just showing support for those part of the Jewish community that are living in Israel. That's where I'm at on that. And that was my larger motivation. Um, so that's where I was on that one. But it was it was good to hear like what you said, Josh, that it didn't. Uh, end up uh, sort of pluming out or like building up more into something that could have been a little bit, no, overly detracting from what the purpose of the event was. So, yeah. And um, something I find like some people who are not part of the Jewish community don't understand why it's important for American Jews or why it felt important for all of us to be there. If someone's confused, like, well, you're in the United States and you're Jewish, what do, what does people in, you know, Israel, Jewish people in the Jewish community there, what does that have to do with you, and why did that make you go to the rally? How would either of you describe that to someone? Yeah, it's uh, that's a that's a really um, that's an interesting topic to bring up, yeah, and, right? And the only reason I say that is because uh, this has felt like a different moment in time. From from, uh, I'll just talk personally. Mm -hmm. uh, we have seen different moments and different movements that have happened over the course of our lives. And I can't speak for everyone. I can only speak for myself. And I have friends from all different backgrounds of life, different religions, different races, different, uh, you know, poor, broke, rich, whatever. Right. Uh, and, and there were different moments in time when I saw certain friends of mine that were struggling with certain world events that were happening. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I want to properly put this into perspective. When I saw them struggling for whatever it is they were struggling with, I wasn't asking a whole lot of questions. I mean, I was, but in the proper times, uh, I was more so just trying to be supportive. Yeah, yeah. Them and what they were going through. And you, when you see somebody's hurting, you don't question why they're hurting. You just see that they're hurting and you're supposed to just be there for them. Uh. I, think, I think unfortunately for the present situation and also in the past, there has always been this contextualizing of why the Jewish people are feeling certain pain. And is it substantiated that this level of emotion is coming out from the Jewish people or those that support the Jewish people. That there always has to be some sort of context that happens. And so, you know, I've definitely experienced that over the last month and a half um, on a personal level. I've had some people say to me, you live here in the United States. You don't necessarily have uh, family that were, uh, you know, that went through that experience on October 7th. I use the word experience for lack of better words. Um, right. Uh, and, and you also don't have any family that are, are, are currently still displaced. And, you know, there was someone who had a quote in the crowd that day uh, in Washington. And there was a question asked to that person saying, do you have any brothers or sisters in Israel? And the response was, yeah, I've got 7 million. Uh, or I've got 7 million around the world. Um, yep. So uh, in that moment, I think 
it's important for people to realize if you're not Jewish, that unfortunately, to use this word again and again, that there is this trauma bond that unfortunately just does not go away. For whatever reason, these things keep popping up to the Jewish community and the Jewish people around the world. And I think that unfortunately, this is what brings us together more times than not. So it would be really great of those that are not directly affected, that are not Jewish, to recognize this situation. And no matter how you feel about the war and the ongoing Mm -hmm. crisis, just realize that there are real human beings right now that have either been affected on October 7th or are still continuing to be affected. And there'll be time to diagnose this situation of how this started, why this happened, all of that. You can talk about that and there will be a reckoning that comes. But for right now, because this is still an ongoing situation, just have some empathy. That's all Jewish people are really asking for. There will be a time for accountability, absolutely. And the Jewish people have some of the biggest questions about how we got here. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yep. So the outside people are like, what is going on? How did this happen? You don't think the Jewish people want to know what the heck happened here? Yeah, exactly. I mean, exactly. They have some serious questions. And there will be self-accountability oh, amongst sure. Jewish people and amongst the people in Israel. That is coming. It's just not coming right now, but people should not lose sight of that, that there definitely will be things that happen once this situation, you know, hopefully ends and ends for the most peaceful way. So I know I went off on a bit of a tangent there. No, this is great. I'm like, nice. I'm like, I could just chill, take it all in. I don't have to carry all this. I'm like, nice. You go, Josh. Uh, Yeah. You get coffee on me. Hit cash app yet. No, I'm kidding. It's great. I love it. Aaron and I are just like, yeah, it feels like we just want to be like, amen. Let's go, brother. <laughs> That's awesome. To Josh, um, I think for the American Jewish population, if you don't directly know somebody in Israel, in the Jewish community, you know somebody who knows somebody. Sure. Mm-hmm. It's, it's less than, you know, the classic six degrees of separation. You're always, you know, six people away from something. We're oh, yeah. pretty much one person mm-hmm. away for the most part. Uh, so it's very real and very close for us. Yep. Um, yeah. I didn't mean to cut off Aaron. Aaron and I, uh, and I don't know if Aaron, if you were going to get into this, but, uh, you know, our birthright trip was smaller than every other birthright trip because we were, we went during COVID. And so instead of having 40 people in the group, we had 20, which made us just inherently closer um, and I'll, I'll let Aaron speak in a second, but the leader, the, the group leader of our trip, the tour guide, the tour guide, he was hosting his, he was back to his job for the first time because of the pandemic with our group. Uh, oh, and, wow. so, and so during the actual trip on the last night, he got very emotional. This was a couple of years ago, but he got very emotional about this trip in general. And, and how he was so grateful to be back to work, but also to be with people that were very supportive. And we got along so well, and we all still kind of talk to this day. But he's one of the people, we don't have to mention his name, but he's one of the people that we know. I mean, it's not six degrees of separated. We know him. He has been displaced as and a result of what happened. Gosh, his house was tw- less than 20 meters from one of the bus stops that is in the Kibitzims where they've got images of people who, who were killed. And he had just happened to be visiting family up in Northern Israel that day. Yeah. So, I mean, it's like, yes, are we not in Israel? No, we're not, but it's not six degrees of separated. Like Aaron said, and and Aaron, I cut you off before. So please continue. Oh yeah. No, I I personally know people who have been affected and I woke up, my friend was texting me. uh, This feels like a nine 11 again for us, which is hard for us because we already went through that nine 11 experience of all of our families being terrified. Like Shanksville isn't that far from me. So we were all like at the edge of our seats whenever I was just uh, 11 years old. I wake up, my friend's texting me like, hey, did you see what's going on in Israel? And I'm immediately going and jumping to who I know 
because I know exactly where this person's family lives and a lot of experiences, a lot of video calls together while they were in Israel and everything. So like for us, it's very close. It's this close for a lot of us. But yeah, Aaron, I think you had something to add as well. I'm trying to remember where my track record, my, my thought process was. I was doing that too. I was doing really well. I had enough sleep and I had the coffee and then it's, I was like, yeah, I had to get it back a few times myself. <laughs> yeah. Um, but essentially it's one degree of separation. So it's, it's yeah. super important and super close to everybody, mm-hmm. which is, you know, that's, that's, that's why I, it felt like it was so big and there was so much energy, I guess. Oh, and, and, um, you know, depending, you don't have to be, you know, overly religious. Cause I think, you know, I'm, I'm pretty close to you, Josh, in that, um, I might not do a lot of the same practices. Like I'm probably not the greatest person who keeps kosher and whatnot. However, I understand the cultural, you know, what we carry with us with how festivals are celebrated still based on the calendar that was in Eretz Israel and, um, all the symbols, all the things that's connected to, how we developed in our practice as a people is so deeply tied to Israel. And I think a lot of people who perhaps don't understand Judaism think that, oh, well, all the Jews in Eastern Europe just did their thing. It had nothing to do with Israel. The Jews in Spain did their own thing. It had nothing to do with Israel. And I think that's just people who just don't understand. And again, like we all said, half of half of the Jews in the world, not roughly half are in Israel. So mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, and it's still the, the language that's spoken there is still part of the prayer books, and it's still something that we speak on a regular basis, even if we're not having regular conversations with people in modern Hebrew. It's still something that's part of the practice that we do and part of the our, what our we've inherited. Thousands of years old, and our holidays mm-hmm. are yep. thousands of years old. We and tied to Israel. We tied to Israel, and we are told to remember, hey, we all went through this really, really tough shit. Part of yeah. and no, I don't care. You're good. We need to stay together. And yeah. That's, that's the yeah, thing. Ex- exactly. Um, and, you know, and I could speak of the experiences I've had with those who have closer ties to um, Palestine and those who are of the Muslim faith. And there has been support um, from people in those communities as well. I believe there was a speaker there who was Muslim and there were uh, members of also the Christian communities who I had seen a couple people as well. So that was really great to see. And also I know people who are atheists who, um, like you said, Josh, are really doing well with holding space and just showing that empathy. I've had people who say, I don't know enough about this, but I'm really sorry to see you going through this. And I'm like, thank you. You know what, I feel seen, I really appreciate that. Yeah, I, I think that's really the biggest thing uh, because there, you know, uh, unfortunately, with different big moments in our lives, we have seen these experts pop out of nowhere. You know, during the pandemic, everybody became a doctor. And, you know, like this situation, now everybody is a historian uh, and or everybody is a politician. And so everybody's got an opinion um, and yours is wrong. Uh, <laughs> yes. You know, so it's very great to see when you have people that admittedly are saying, okay, I don't need to pretend I'm an expert here, but at the same time, I do have a heart. And so I will leave the facts to the people that are trying to find them and as they develop, but I'll just show my heart and my empathy towards the very real people that are hurting, whether it mm-hmm. is the Jewish people in Israel, whether whether it's the Jewish people in America, whether it is the Palestinian people in Gaza, whether it's the people that have connections to the Palestinian people in Gaza, everybody is hurting right now. Uh, no exactly. matter about the war itself, people are hurting. Um, mm-hmm. So, yes, it's very it's it means a lot more when you see people outside of your cause that are uh, that are there for you because. It's great when you see Jewish people and we all come together and we and we love that. But when you see somebody from the outside of a given community, it doesn't have to be Jewish. When it's whoever is struggling at the moment, when you see an outside person drawing attention and giving love and support to a to a cause or a group of people, that's really when it hits home the most. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm not sure if you had anything to add to that, Aaron, like seeing the, it's not, it's not religious bipartisan. I'm still in like political brain here. I don't think that's the right word, but like, <laughs> yeah, interfaith. interfaith, there we go. Interfaith, yeah. <laughs> um, it was a, 
so the the one Muslim speaker was from Iran originally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so that gives her some aspect also in and and history because of her her experience of living in that area. Of the world. Oh yeah. Um. So the the bipartisanship was interfaith. Interfaith. <laughs> um, I saw a little bit of it in the crowd. Like I, I saw a few Christian groups, um, but not much more than that. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was definitely more on the speaker's end. Of yeah. Coming, which is still important. Exactly. Yeah. It was all of that rep- representation. Um, so, and I don't want to take up any more of your time, so maybe we can wrap this, this up. And thank you so much, both of you. I really love what you had to add because I didn't want to just be someone talking at people. I wanted it to be more of a conversation. And what's great is we were all disconnected and didn't have the same shared experience as in we were both all together. So thank you so much, uh, both of you. I really appreciate you coming and sharing and so we could help share this experience with others through weren't there, perhaps know nothing about it, those who wanted to be there uh, in spirit. Um, So I guess to wrap up, I think it would be good to say, like, how did it feel to be present in such a historic moment if what we have established is a historic moment, one of the largest or the largest Jewish gathering in the history of the United States Capitol, I believe. Yes. So how how overall, like if you, dear diary, you know, (laughs) like Josh or Aaron, what would you... Like, I, and I already wrote a bit in my journal about it, but how is something you would convey, say, you've got the youngins that come up to you someday, like, how did it feel to be there? <laughs> well, how would you convey that to someone? I think that there's going to be initial reaction right now, and then there's going to be memories years from now. Yeah. So, you know, unfortunately, I mean, I don't say unfortunately, just the reality of the situation is you can only tell what's what you just went through because it was only a week ago. Exactly, yeah. But ask me that question again in a year uh, and ask me that question again when this is all over. Yeah. You know, sooner rather than later with the best resolution possible. But that day, I would say that there's different moments in your life where you're proud to be a part of something mm-hmm. just for whatever that something is. But it was more personal because I feel like I've never been more proud to be Jewish in that moment. Uh, In America, it's different to be Jewish than it is to be a Jew in Israel. Mm -hmm. Uh, To be to be a Jewish person in Israel, you're just another person. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I remember even going back to our birthright trip, how unique that was to all of a sudden your whole life, you're a minority in a country to then go somewhere where you're the majority. I tried to tell that to my black friends or my gay friends, like, hey, we're, we're minorities in this country, but imagine going to somewhere on earth or in the solar system where you're the majority. Like yeah. it's, it's, it's indescribable. So in that moment in America was, I mean, literally something we've never seen before. Yeah. And hopefully we never have to see that again for that reason. Mm -hmm. Uh, It would be great to have a million Jews come together because, I don't know, somebody got married, uh, the biggest (laughs) Jew of all, whoever we crown that person to be. Uh, Whoever the new Jewish princess Diana is going to be, like maybe that would be great someday to celebrate. We need to get Uh, on this. (laughs) Yeah. I'm I'm trying. My mother and grandmother remind me every day. Uh, <laughs> but uh, with that said, uh, you know, look, it was great just to, as a Jewish person, it was the most proud I've ever been uh, because it is typically something we have to hide. But it, I, you know, I took my necklace out that day and I, I, I had on this blue representing the blue from Israel. And um, I was like, I'm not going to hide today. That God forbid something happens today, I'm going to be okay with knowing that my loved ones knew I was there. And, you know, I'm going to be okay with that. So to wrap this all up, I I had never been more proud to be Jewish. I was so proud of our people for coming together, for it being peaceful, for us being united, uh, and for the world to see that. 
yeah. and for the world to see that while there is so much hostility that is happening, that at least for our group of people, that we could portray the message that we have been trying to portray, that it is simply just about the fact that we are hurting. It is simply about the fact that we want our people to be safe. We want our people to come home. That's what was most important about the fact that we stayed on message and we stayed as one. I think that was the biggest takeaway for me. I love that. How about you, Aaron? I I have been describing it as awe-inspiring and inspirational and mm-hmm. encompassing mm-hmm. Is, is the term I'd use. Like you, you were enveloped in the entire experience um, from the feeling in the air to actually being there. And I had never been to DC before, actually. That was my first trip to... Wow, nice! Yeah. And I'm a, I'm a historian by trade, so I write large papers about these types of things. Ah, so then you're uh, part of it, so it's like, Whoa. So being a part of it was like, it, I, I can't even describe it. I know I can write about my experience and be used as a, a first-person resource. <laughs> you're the resource now that people will be. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm a resource now, but honestly, <laughs> so it's, it was just, I, it's still partially, it feels like the word undescribable. Yeah. Because of all the, the emotions and all the energy and everything that came together all at once during those hours. And yeah. I mean, the, the end of the day was a six hour bus ride home. Yeah. <laughs> so that was like some yeah. enough also as well to, to sit and think about what had happened. Absorbing all of that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And for me, it was, it felt like an echo for me. It felt like an echo of all the different moments in history where we've seen where it's not it's not triumph it's but it's still a triumph that the community came together as you had mentioned Josh all these different practices and also you Aaron all different types of background because we're often all well are you really doing that right are you really doing that right like should you be doing that but we put all that aside to show that support for community and all those little things that we do in our tradition our practice in the community for me it made it very meaningful like oh, this is why, because of this that we've gone through, and this is another cycle of the things that we go through. Um, so for me, I it was just a great experience, and I think, I want to say strengthening. I wonder if you feel like that would be something to help. It was strengthening because I felt helpless, like feeling like I wish I could go and I could do more from over here other than just put, you know, put a nice little dove on my Instagram page or something. I'm like, wow, great. Really did a lot. So for me, it was something visceral to really be a part of and actually be there. Um, And I would do it all over again, even though Wednesday was pretty rough. (laughs) I'm sure you can attest to the same thing, Aaron. (laughs) So, yeah. yeah. Uh, Again, I thank you so much to you both for taking the time out to have this discussion. And for me, it's like a fun little rehashing, not fun, not like it was a fun and light type of way, but it was really um, meaningful to have this conversation and uh, compare notes and have a discussion about our experiences. So thank you so much, Josh. And thank you so much, Aaron. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you so much.